That L Word Podcast. Do you need the leadership work? Can you even love? A podcast about leadership and everything that people are afraid to say out loud. Do you love yourself? Because if you ain't leading yourself, how can you lead a multi-million dollar corporation? Uh, hello, everyone. We're back. Uh, that L Word Podcast. And we're going to talk about about uh, a subject that is, I think, has everything to do with every episode that we've ever recorded. How many episodes have we recorded? This will be 34, I think. Jesus Christ. If they go out in order, yeah. 34. I know. We've been doing this that long? Over. We seem like we've been doing it forever. It's on seven or eighth month, I think. We're moving. We're going we're gonna to catch up with uh, Rich Roll one day. One day. I think he's done like... <laughs> 534 <laughs> or something like that. No, yeah, he had to literally stopped doing them before we catch them. But uh, no, it's good. It's um, this episode I think is important because it's like inv- we talk about doing so many things, and it all encompasses one thing: is it invested in you, right? And that's what today's episode is about: investing in yourself, invested in yourself, in self, in yourself. What's the difference? The self, the self, right? It. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was a tangent, but uh, <laughs> but that, I think that's where a lot of we get so caught up invested in everyone else. You know, we always we I know I've said this a hundred times. I don't know if I've said it on the episode. Probably have said it. You know, putting your mask on first type thing or taking care of you. Um, but we in this we live in this nurture environment. Like we all like everything we do. Like, you grow up, you got to take care of something. You got to take care of this and take care of that and take care of people. Um, have you, you know, have you seen yourself like more of, as a nurturer in, in the sense where you take care other than this, let's take kids out of this. Cause I think that's automatic. Or is it? I, well, I was just going to say it might not be automatic. We've all met people that are not as nurturing as parents, but again, that's perception as well. Oh. Yeah, but let this. I've run definitely with, met people. Run, run with not, that. Yeah. Run with that yeah. thought. Yeah, because we there's always two sides to the coin, right? And what's their definition of nurturing? You know, there's my definition versus somebody else's. But I've I've seen people, met people throughout the years that are, and maybe they would look at us and think we're too involved with the kids. So right so that's kid, a good one, right? We're yeah. talking about like investing in others, investing in yourself. Is there an unhealthy place? Let's just start there. Like, is there an unhealthy place where we give so much to that other person or to that thing that we lose ourselves and we start to deteriorate who we are? Yes. Hands down, What does yes. that look like? I think it looks, it starts to manifest when, in burnout, in that classic burnout. Yeah. Whether it's at work or at home or both. It's going to show up one place or the other, but it's when we are pushing so hard and giving so much of ourselves and not recharging our own batteries, it will burnout will start to bubble to the surface. People, it's it's probably a lot of fatigue. It's a lot of like not caring, the quality of work or the quality of time spent with those around you at home or your loved ones or your friends is not as good because you are basically on autopilot and in survival mode. You know, when many questions came up, I, don't, I said I needed a piece of paper <laughs> sitting there listening to you. How many questions I have for you? Because we both we retired, right? And I think 
So I know my time with you has decided how I show up at home. In what way? Because the first thing, one of the first things you told me is like, what my focus is now is being there more for my family. I'm, gotcha. I remember okay. that conversation. I remember yeah, yeah, yeah. you saying it at your retirement. Yeah. But we've had other conversations about it. And I, and I it made me wonder, like, what, what the hell was I doing, right? Because we are so used to it. People make fun of this. It's like, as soon as we retire, our phones stop ringing, in a sense. We yeah. make fun of that that thing. but And at first, it's like, it's a shocker. Like, you might not be, like, dazed and a confused type thing, but you're like, okay, something's different. Mm-hmm. Something's new. But when you presented that to me, I had never thought of that, right? Because I got, I've gotten so, I had gotten, and still, I still struggle with it, giving, 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 and then wonder why I feel like crap later. Well, that burnout. <laughs> and that's exactly it. It's, it's a matter of, and even when I was in, and I think I might have said this on air before. I've definitely said it in other podcasts. I used to say I'm giving 100, 110% at home and 110% at work because at any given moment, I'm failing one or the other. There's no— That's balance. So you're tipping the scale. But there's no, there's no me in that equation. Think about that. Oh, I gotta think about I'm either it, yeah. like all giving everything at work or everything at home, and there was no space for me. So even when I was at home or at work— I wasn't probably showing up the way I would really want to until I got a handle on that and figured it out. I think you also told me something about this 100% rule. Like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not 50-50. It's 100 and 100. It's 100 and 100, right? When somebody says, you know, it's 50-50, well, then you're only getting half of me. And for you, you were getting none of you. Like, you weren't, you weren't even— Oh, I wasn't getting anything for myself. How but did, that was all self-induced. Well, like, like, how did you, did you, did it just happen? I mean, did you look back and it's like, man, I've been given, when did you have that epiphany where, where you was like, I'm tired of this? Like, I think when I started really feeling the effects of like burnout is, especially as I got more senior and had more stuff. And so even when I was at home, I was always taking phone calls or checking emails or whatever. Yeah. Right. <laughs> And then I literally got to leave. I, I literally got to the point where I had to. My wife asked me to leave my phone in the car mm-hmm. at least for two, at least for two hours when I first got home because I wouldn't put it down. Right. And so then you're, that's what I'm saying. Even when you are with loved ones, say you're not there the way you want to be. And then when you're at work, you're tired and your, your batteries aren't recharged because you've taken no time for yourself. So you're not there for your team the way you want to be. It's a matter of finding that balance and. Oh, it's another word. I'm well, like, I know, and I had this written down in my notes balance, when I, I was like writing the word. other day. Yeah, it's not work-life balance; it's work-life coexistence. Harmony. They coexist. They don't. They right. never balance. But I, I feel if you look at balance in kind of a, and we're speaking as family guys, right? But right. whatever that means I mean, for this, you, this goes to work. This is no, everywhere. no, no. But what I'm saying is, a lot of people say, "Oh, well, I have no family. It's just me. I'm single." Right. So it's work and, and home. But you what I would say is replace family with friends or free social. Time yeah, that's something. social. Yeah. Right. And so really, it's it's like a three legged stool. There's got to be balance in the sense that you've got to put it in the right amount of time at work, the right at time at home. But you also have to have that time for yourself so that when you show up to the other two, 
you're showing up as the best version of yourself. I like the coexistence and harmony part. Because I, I think uh, my personal opinion is I think balance is bullshit, right? Mm. Because balance, there's a tipping point. And so you can give... It, and it doesn't. And when you look, and I'm just looking at. Let's look. Oh, let, I got to write down tipping point because right? I don't want to lose that thought. Let's 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 look at a scale, right? When you put something on the scale, you put something on one side, then you go very gently on the other side because you know the breeze could like change the 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 weight of one side. Like something very small and minute can take you over the edge and like throw you off. And so, and then you're always watching it. Don't move. Don't do this. Don't do that. So you're preventing from touching anything because now you walk in this very fine line because you're trying to balance everything. So I, and you said, when you said tipping point, it, it gave me a thought. I, I view balance differently okay. and I will use surfing as an example or riding a bike or anything right. where it's not binary, right? You're talking about binary balance and it's, it's either all this way or all this way. It's okay. black or white. I'm talking about the kind of balance where it's, it's holistic but but this is but that's what I'm saying. Isn't that harmony? No, but that's my point. Is if you're riding a bike, if you start going a little this way, then you're just you're correcting to maintain that upright position and forward movement. Right. Just like on a surfboard, same kind of thing. Right. You're up and you're moving forward, and you're constantly making little micro adjustments to do whatever it is that you're doing. Same as on a bicycle. So that's when I think of balance. That's what I think about, and it's you're looking for forward movement. And that can be in work, home life, or for yourself. And you're constantly making micro adjustments. And this is where the coexistence piece comes right. in or whatever, because maybe sometimes you do have to put a little more effort at work and compensate with loss of personal time or, or home life. But then there's other times when you can back off of that and compensate by spending more time at home or more time with yourself. So it's this evolving process where you have to calculate all the time, and it hopefully it's subconscious, but also it, well, it has to be conscious before. So yeah, at some point, so you can actually point, make yeah. the adjustment. Yeah, that's right. And you have to say, you know what? This last month, I've been at the office, you know, two hours extra every single day. Um, but coming up this month, this next month, I'm going to be able to pull pull my foot off the pedal and spend a little more time at home, or go do the things that recharge my own battery so I can be better everywhere. And that, when I think of balance, that's what I think is okay. not, not a teeter totter, but it's this whole, like, it's just more dynamic balance, thing. It is dynamic. It is, it, it, you know, I, and I, and it, I think the way we view balance is how we both, I can think of how we view life on our, in an individual sense. Right. And because when I see it and it, you know, we're talking about investing in you and I, if I, if I put, investing in myself in a balanced scenario it's like it seems like a lot of work it's like i'm always like i have to i don't i don't and this is opinion based i don't want to be constantly moving and and dynamic i don't i want it to be self-sustaining Right. I'm not looking for like, oh, let me let me check this. Let me check this. Let me go here. Let me just here. Like I want to how can we get both things? How can I have my cake and eat it, too? That's what it really comes down to. Right. It, it, so is that possible? Is it is it is it is it where you can find that point where you don't have to think about it? Yes. Just like do you think about riding a bike anymore? No, you just, just get do it. On. I just get on. So 
How can you apply that same concept? How can you get to that point in your life where you're just doing it, you're making the adjustments so you don't fall over, but you're not thinking about it? It's natural. Well, if I had to you make an analogy out of it, um, well, I don't have to, but I am. Maybe, maybe not. Or example is I would remove the things that are causing me, causing the imbalance. And are there Man, certain that was a good one too. are there certain roads you don't ride on your bike because you yes, know it's too rough? Yes, less? yes. Or if the wind is blowing too hard in one direction, you know I try to find a path of least resistance. Not unless I'm looking for a challenge. A challenge. Then I go a different direction. But you make that conscious decision to do it. Yes. I would say the same thing applies to what we're talking about. And I just wrote down investing, good, solid investing. Sacrifice, in that sense, then. That means you know, because say it's work and home, you want to get further in in your career. So you kind of like kind of go, when you make that decision, I need to give more to my, that's a resistant path because the family is going to still want something from you. right? So you have to know that you're going to have some, some little bit of, I guess you would call it disagreement, turmoil, or friction in that area. I would use compromise instead of sacrifice because sacrifice to me means that I'm sacrificing my family, whereas compromise means I have a conversation with my family that says, hey, this Mm. next month I'm going to be super crazy busy at work, but the month after that we're going to go to Disneyland or something, right? So they understand, and they're a part of the journey as well, and then you can – do what you've got to do. So, so you're saying that that unconscious action is created because that's what we're talking about—the unconscious world where we don't have to think about it, right? It just it just happens the way we feel it is, but it's facilitated by communication. Everything, everything is communication, and it doesn't matter if <sighs> if you have no family, if you're single and all by yourself. You still have to be able to sit back and look at what you're compromising and make those conscious decisions when you're trying to do something bigger. And I just wrote down investing equals diversification. So if you're investing in yourself, how diversified are you? Just if if we were talking about money, you don't put all your money in tech stocks. You put your money in tech stocks and bank stocks and, you know, I don't know, whatever, a soda company. And you're diversifying so that you get a better return on your investment very much applies to us as humans. If you're investing everything, every bit of effort into one area of your life, you're not going to get the same return. Because at any one moment in the market, tech is down or the banks are down or whatever. Same thing happens in our lives. So if you have a very diversified portfolio as a human you're more likely to succeed in the end and be happy. I don't even know how to follow that. Like, <laughs> like so <laughs> I'll just ask another question. What does diversification look like when when you're looking at personal growth, family investment, career investment? I would say that's those, what most of us are dealing with, right? Right. Those are the three areas that you're looking to invest in. How much of your hard-earned self instead of money, are you putting into each one of those at any given moment? Would it determine, like, so would that be determined by which one is the most risky for you? Because that's, that's what the, that's the investing is. It's like we have to what was it, analyze the risk right. in each, like, okay, if I... So if I'm family, putting more time at work, am I risking my family? 
Correct. You are, if I put yes. more time in my family, am I risking my profession? You have to weigh all those things and then ask yourself, and only you can answer this question for yourself, is what does a diversified portfolio look like for me personally? Because this whole thing is about investing in you. Good bring around. I like that. You and I could both <laughs> be given the same amount of money to invest, and we would invest it totally differently. Based off our experiences. Based off our experiences, <clears throat> based off our perceptions of where the market is going. Right. Same thing happens in life. You're only given so much time. That really is our currency is time. The most valuable resource you can share with anybody else is your time. So where are you investing your time? Now. The now. The in, it's infinite. At that time, like, what, where am I going to be in this moment? Where, I, where am I going to decide to be in this moment? I'm going to use that moment to the best of my ability. And just like the market, maybe tech is really hot right now. So you might put a little more effort into tech, a little of your extra cash, or if you have $10 a month to invest, maybe you put $4 in tech and then split $3 between the others because you, you're going to get a little more return. But just like investing, you've got to be ready to cycle out of that and then and move money and funds around. So really you're moving your time around. So if I have extra time, and this is what I learned when I was in, was it, taking time for myself to go do the things that I needed to recharge my batteries. That was the piece I was missing. So I was not investing in myself. I was investing in everybody else. Right. And the funny thing is my wife was telling me, like, go surf, go do this. She knew the importance of it. I was just too dumb to listen. And it was out of guilt more than anything because I knew how much time and effort I was spending at work. So I thought that just by being there physically at home meant I was there. She saw that I needed to go do something for myself so that when I came back, if I spent eight hours with the family, but I wasn't really there because I was always on my BlackBerry or whatever, it was not as fruitful as if I'd gone and surfed for two hours and then spent six good hours with the family. It's it's funny how we come how it takes us so long to figure it out, right? And uh <clears throat> or we invested the wrong stocks. <laughs> right? Uh, we 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 invest in the wrong stocks for too long and we should have pulled out a long time ago. But then when we lose it all, we mad. But we had we had complete control over where we invested everything. And but And in that scenario, I wasn't investing in the wrong stocks. I was investing too much in those two stocks. Have you have you ever invested in the wrong stock? Then have you ever invested in the, in, a, in an area in your life that you re, that you regret? Well, back to our previous episode of the time machine, <coughs> uh, I at least learned from those areas. Have I put time into something that I hold on, hold on, hold on, stop yeah. right there. How, but like, you've learned from them. But tell me how did like when if you can recall? Yeah, I'm trying to think right now. Yeah. What it, like it, the one of those moments? Not the coach Jody, not the the mm -hmm. leader Jody, but the person that was still a little bit lost or completely lost. Like, what do you remember feeling during that time that you were in a place that you were putting too much invested? So, what I was trying to do is help people. Like, what is that sensation? What is that thought pattern that went through your head? So they can identify like, 
could I be in that space in my life right now? And I just don't see it. Because like you said, you were being dumb and stupid, but sometimes we don't know when we were being dumb and stupid. Like you didn't know, you people were telling right. you, but you didn't know what that looked like. So if you could like show somebody, this is what not to be going through, how would that look? And to your, your question <clears throat> earlier, and I think this is the answer that answers both. There was a time when I was at, I was an instructor at a school and was pretty early in my career, about halfway through, I a third, whatever. Anyway, I it, I was leading a team, we had a small team, there were like four of us, and we were rewriting the textbook. And a lot of new things were coming in, and so we were injecting all of this new information into the text that was going to be taught to the students. And I crushed myself working through lunch, staying late, working at home, all for this, because I thought we were changing the world, the world, right? <laughs> we were, this textbook was going to be updated. It was going to be awesome. We put, and then we rewrote the test bank, all this stuff at the detriment of my own health. I was not, that was probably the worst shape I've ever been in in my life because I was not taking time to, to work out either before or at lunch or when we would normally work out. I left that place Went back to a deploying unit, did all that stuff, came back after a deployment, stopped in to see the guys who had replaced me. And I was like, oh, what are you all doing? You know, what's, what's, what's going on at the schoolhouse? They said, we're rewriting the text. <laughs> How did I know that was coming? <laughs> I spent a year. <clears throat> of your life. Of my life. Sacrifice. No, hold on. Oh, what's that? No, yeah, that you, would you be, sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you actually sacrificed some stuff. Grinding. <laughs> and within a year, they were already redoing the same thing that I had just done. How did that make you feel? I felt like that was a lot of wasted time. And I felt like it was, like, why do we put so much effort into that? You know, and, and of course, it's got to be rewritten constantly. It evolves. All the right. It's medicine. It's always evolving. And things are learning. You know, you were learning things. And um, so it makes sense now as mature me. And I didn't feel, I wasn't mad or anything. But I just remember sitting back thinking, wow, I got in, I was not in a good place because I was just working. Right. And that was the moment that my first moment of clarity, and I fell victim to it again later, but it was my first moment of clarity in, I am not going to sacrifice my lunch or my workout time or the things that I needed, not even to be happy, but just needed to, to be healthy, to be healthy. And healthy is happy. Right. And so that was definitely one of those moments. I don't regret it. Because we put in a lot of hard work. The team was amazing. You know, it was it was all good, but I did learn a huge lesson from that and have tried to pass it on to people from there. So you say you don't grade it now. Just like there's stages of grief. Yeah. Did you think like you went through a do you think you went through a stage of no, grief? No, and that's that why I say I wasn't even mad. Okay. I was just dumbstruck. I don't I, I don't even know if I can put the right words to it, but I remember thinking, wow. But some, but some people out there get upset about that, like they for sure, right? And so they yeah. get they get caught up on like, oh, I wasted this time, or I didn't, I, I gave up so much. But it's really, I mean, you have to be honest with yourself and say it ain't it ain't the issue or the the testing or the process that you're upset at is is like you just didn't know. I was just gonna say I don't. My ego wasn't attached to that project. Okay. So that's why I didn't feel mad because I knew it wasn't a 
an attack on us. We hadn't done a poor job. We'd done a great job. And they were just improving on what we had done because of all – the war had just started and there was all this new information coming in. And, right. you know, so we were constantly updating. But I do remember thinking all of those lunches, all of that time before, all of the time after, not that it was wasted, but I could have – if I had taken time for myself – I probably would have been better in the hours that I was actually working because we were working so hard. You reach that plateau where you're not as effective. As or if efficient. You had, all, right. If all. we had taken the lunch and gone for a run or just gotten out of the office, that was the piece that I took from it more than anything. And that's what I try to impart on people now is take your breaks. You have to take a breath. You have to recharge your batteries during the day but throughout it as well, you have to invest in yourself so that you're a better product when you show up to the areas that you need to be. You said your wife was saying things to you. What was she? What was she? Like, how was she conveying that information to you? This was that was a different time. Okay. She was. So was it anybody like her in your life at that at that point? Like in a sense where? No, I mean she like, was there. It was just she was working as well. Whenever that was going right. on. And so it wasn't. I'm not talking about relationship. Wise. I'm talking about like somebody that you respected enough to like see that you were, you know how you get leaders yeah. like, dude, you're doing too much. Well, I think, <laughs> no, <laughs> to, so I to answer you, I did not have anybody there. Okay. They were more than happy that we were, you know, cranking out all those hours to get that stuff done. And my wife and I were younger and not as mature as we were later when she said, hey. Go surf, go do something, go run, go, go take time for yourself because you're not, you're not like present with us even when you're here. And what was she feeling? Like, what was she, what was she seeing and feeling like? Well, that, and I wasn't present. But what does that look like? Well, it's, it's, you're on your phone or you're just sitting there or you're tired. For me, it was a lot of tired. And I found out later I had Hashimoto, so that might be, you know, but some you, of it but as well. when you're in the ground, like you can't, it's yeah. just like. You you kind of like accepted it like this is how I pose to feel. Well, exactly. I attributed all of that. And how many of us wear the I'm so busy like a badge of honor? It's oh, uh, it's like the that what they talk about where where we're in a society where we we deem a lack of sleep as courageous. It's yeah, it's a badge of honor. It's because that that shows that you're working so hard, sacrificing so much, and you could. You're willing to dedicate everything you have into one project or one moment. And then a year later, somebody's rewriting what you just did. And it wasn't even worth it. It wasn't even worth it. That's the Because you could have still did you could have still did both. Like you could have been vested and also invested in yourself without letting yourself wither away for a certain period of time. And then you had to dig yourself back out of your own personal hole. Yeah, I'm not saying don't do your work, obviously. What I'm actually saying is when you take time for yourself, take time for your family, the other areas, invest in the other areas, you're going to have a higher return when you are at work because you're a better, more well-rested version of yourself. Do you think there's people out there that are saying they're invested in themselves, but they're really they're really following their ego? For sure. There's, you know what I mean? We're, we're, because both of us come from this background where we're talking about being heavily invested in other areas. Right. The reverse of that is somebody who's so invested in themselves, they're not doing things. Well, they think they are. I would argue some don't also, that they're just so— Explain that. Well, 
self-absorbed, narcissistic, ego-driven type people, you know, that all they care about is himself or their image or their. Well, that's not investing in self. That's like, is it? To them it is. Yeah. To them it is. But what? And that's a poor investment. I shouldn't say that. My opinion, right? If no, if they narcissistic and self-absorbed and all that, that is a poor investment. You could, if it's your opinion or not, I agree with it. Right. But what I'm saying is that just like investing, everybody's given the same amount of money, right? right? We've all got the same amount of time. How you choose to invest that is up to you. The type of people that I'm thinking who invest 90% of it on themselves are making a different investment that I would choose to make. But they're doing it for everybody else. I don't think, yeah, not the people I'm thinking of. (laughs) No, I'm just, I'm being, you know. uh, But those are people that are probably not very self-aware. They're deluding themselves. A lot of them are Facebook happy. You know, they're not. They're telling a story that that, that is not a, is is false. Well, they're probably, a lot of them are covering up fear or shame or any of those other negative types of emotion and they're running, usually running from something. Mm. Kind of like when you said last episode, what are you really mad at? Right? You're not mad at the person that cut you off. Right. You're mad at something else. I think a lot of those people are covering up other stuff that's going on. And the, the way they deal with it is by trying to, like, inflate themselves. Or distract themselves. Right? Yeah. So a lot of people will um, say, like, I'm doing this for me or I'm doing this for this reason where where there would be more growth and more attention paid to whatever you're doing. Like, you go back to what you said. It's like you say you're doing all this for everybody else. You're doing this for all these different reasons. But the person that really needs the help is you because you would become way more valuable to these people you say you're already valuable to. You know what I mean? Like, and I've also met people – that work to avoid home. And I think we've talked about this before on air. You've got people that are like, you know, staying at work extra late because they don't want to go home. So they're heavily invested in the organization, but really they're avoiding something else. And they're ignoring that piece of their portfolio, if you will. Yeah, that's one of the deep sides. Like, I've been there, right? And, you know, um, we're... You, I don't, I've been there and also seen people do it where you know that they're trying to avoid something. And so they 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 put this, this costume on their feelings or their expectations or their goals and say, it looks like this or this is why I'm doing this. And really, they, they're not telling the other people that this is what it is. They're trying to convince themselves that I'm supposed to be here instead of being there. Um, and there's so many... I mean, this is I kind of we kind of like this evolves into a point where how we can invest in other people, right? You can you can be deeply vested in your family and your work, but the one thing that's common is you, right? It's you, right? And so you can say, oh, or you know, we talk about investing you, investing you. That doesn't, and you said this already, but that doesn't mean you can't invest in anything else. Mm. That doesn't mean like life. Outside of you has to stop existing. But the, to understand the importance that you play in the people or things that you're investing in, you can't overlook that. And I think we, a lot of us, um, 
we get to a point where we give so much that we, you know, and for you, you you had the ability to like pull yourself out of it. Like somebody was, your wife was saying, and you realized it. Well, not everybody is that lucky, right? <laughs> like you know, you well, know, then they end up bankrupt. They end up, ba- yeah, they end up bankrupt, right? Or that's where you start going through fin- literally financial struggles, yeah. right? And then you also start going through like depression and anxiety because like you didn't poured so much into everybody else, and it took me a long because. Especially as being, this is one thing about being a coach, right? And we help a lot of people. And we we, we deal with some very personal stuff. We deal with very professional type levels of stuff. Um, and at the beginning, I used to take it all. Like, so I would talk to you, and I would talk to him, and I would talk to her, and I would talk to them. And then I would, oh, my God, they're going through so much. And, oh, I wish we could just do something better. I'm not doing enough. And and so I was taking it with me. I was taking it home. That's your ego. Yeah, that was my, like, I needed to fix it. Yep. I got to do it. I got to do it. Like, I'm the only one that is equipped to handle this this task. And I, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't equipped, right? Yeah. And I, I, I learned that. When you the best way sometimes to to help yourself for me as a as a fixer as a helper is to what I need to give you your stuff back right I need to give you whatever that you're I, I can't own something that's not mine because there's not enough space for me and you in me and that's that difference we <clears throat> talked about before in the words support versus help how can I support you not necessarily how can I help you. I think you use an analogy before, or uh, I use it all the time. Like I used to say, like, um, people always trying to put everybody in a box. And instead of, for me, I would say as coaching, like, I was a coach. I'm not going to put you in a box. I'm going to build a box just for you. And you told me, why not lead them down the path? Why not show them what direction to go? Why even put them in the box at all? Let them just go travel their own direction. Mm-hmm. I was like, Wow. That is profound, right? Like it, I, I, I haven't forgot it because it, because I, I want to say it so much, but I'm like, now, because when you use that, right, you put yourself in, you put yourself in a box, or you build a box for you, but you're still in a box. Like that's what it comes down to. You still get stuck, yeah. in a place instead of letting people find direction on their own, or just point them in the right direction and let them, because the box kind of. Sh- shield you from everything yeah and again with that word support you're you're opening up that aperture to support people to find their own path as a coach or as a friend or as a you know parent or or as a leader right that's the thing when you try to like jam somebody into a box or down a path you're not allowing them to invest in themselves either that's the equivalent of telling somebody hey i've got a great stock tip for you you have to invest in this when maybe they don't want to it's not made for them. And I think Because we invest even on a money sense, me and you invest differently. Yeah. Totally different. And I and I like I respect you when it comes to finances and things like that. And so it I, it was like it's a knee-jerk reaction. It's like, let me do what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But is that the best thing for me? Is that and I had to ask myself, is that do I really want to do that work? And or I'm like, are you more yeah, are you comfortable with that? No. See, and if you're not, then that's <laughs> no. the best. And it's it like, why wouldn't you do it? You can do this. I said, like, cause I just it ain't me. Mm-hmm. And I had to be honest because, you know, I look at certain things. There's a lot of things that I take away from you, and then I actually go do them. 
right? And I'm saying, okay, these are these are the, I've seen you invested yourself and your family, like I told you earlier, a certain way. And I went back and and I'm, I spend time with them. I do stuff, and sometimes I don't, you know, I don't always want to do certain things, but I feel that the investment is worth it. Right, so I so I, I actually put myself out there instead of just saying, you know what, I'm not gonna touch it at all. Uh, but then there's things I learned from you that I was like, okay, my investment is knowing that that's not right for me. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I think you know, as we kind of start wrapping this up a little bit, when you look at an investment in yourself, it's no different than looking at real investments. You have to sit back and say, okay, where do I want to be at a certain age? An investment, you know, kind of right. analogy. You're looking like at financial planners. That's right. I want to retire by life this. planner. And so, what do I need to invest in to get there? To get there. And yeah. I think if we do that, as we invest in ourselves, you know, everybody's going to quit working at some point. Do you want your family there at the end or not? And if you do, that's a deep one. If you do, then you better be <laughs> investing in them along the way because that's not one of those investments that you're going to make a quick buck and then cut away. Same with profession. You like just that. blew my damn mind. I don't even want to let you keep like holy. I never thought about that. Do I want my family there? I mean, if, no, not no, of I know. no, yeah, no, no, I know. I'm saying, of course, for me, that was a big piece. Yes, I remember somebody saying to me when I was younger in the military, "All of this ends at some point for everybody. It doesn't matter if you stay in for four years or forty. You, at some point." You're going to be just you. And what are you doing now to make sure your family's there at the end and walking through? I just came to that conclusion for myself. Because we were were just talking right here. And I said, I think I might need a bigger house. Mm -hmm. Do I want a bigger house? But what do I want? I want... And my, this, this is something my, my wife taught me because I was just like, I, we need that. We got to have a big house. I wanted to downsize as soon as everybody was gone. Right. Like, let's get something small. Right. Let's get a condo. And she was like, what about this, this, and that? And I was like, ah, I didn't see them there. But as I'm getting older and I'm retired, that time, my free, because I didn't have free time before. Mm-hmm. So I didn't spend time with people. So I didn't see them with me because I've never saw them with me. And now I'm like, my greatest moment since I've been retired is the, the ability that I've had to spend time with family and friends that I've never had before. And now my what I'm my financial plan is changing. Holy crap, you just blew my mind, bro. Because like I, I could yes, my wife, like you'd have, you'd have never heard me say, let's buy a bigger house. Because mm-hmm. all I see is bigger bills. Right, right. <laughs> right. I would avoid that. But if that's what I'm looking for, if I'm looking for people to come over and have parties and have my grandkids stay or or have their friends come stay for the weekend and or we all come together and I ain't people ain't sleeping on the floor and mm-hmm. we ain't got enough bathrooms and stuff like that. Like, no, I don't want the extra the, the, the extra risk when it comes to bills and stuff like that. But the return on investment is huge for me because I want the people in my life. Holy, I don't even <laughs> It's a good thing we're at the end. My God, that was that was profound, bro. Do you even see who do you see there at the at the end? Well, and and for like my wife and I, we want to travel. And so what are you doing now? And this is a good thing, I think, for the listeners, is ask yourself, where do you want to be at the end? Or, you know, later, and what are you doing now? Just like investing, what are you doing now to get there? And that could be professionally, that could be personally, that could be with family, that can be with all of that. But if you do that, it also it's almost like core values in the sense of as you face challenges and obstacles, it helps you make those decisions 
to hopefully get to the point where you're shooting for. It just brings up, I can't even, I'm not even going to go there because that brings up so much. It's like, you know, what do you, like, how do you see it? Like some people are trying to buy, you know, cars and clothes because they're looking at like tomorrow, right? They, the short-term investment, mm-hmm. right? But the short-term investment doesn't last that long, right? It, 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 they always say it goes as fast as it comes, right? That long-term investment can have long-term gains, right? And that's what, the, that's what family and the, even the right business, like the right business or corporation that you're going to work for, where do you see yourself within it? Because some people, they don't see themselves anywhere. So the question is, like, why are you still there? And the, and the flip side of that is, as you're younger, maybe, maybe you are making riskier, more heavily Like in the ale funds. <laughs> he's, making, he's making TSP references, everybody. But <laughs> maybe, maybe you're investing in Apple when it was $19 a share so that you can sell it at $300 a share to get you to that next level to be able to diversify in different ways. So don't think that when you're 20, you've got to have it planned out for retirement. Realize when I was younger as an investor, an actual investor, I was much more aggressive than I am now because I had more time to fix mistakes. Handle it in stages. Mm -hmm. Handle life in stages. But constantly be reviewing your personal portfolio, which is your time. Where are you spending your time? That's how you invest. Change in is okay. That's what I hear. Change is okay because sometimes yep. we get so stuck in that one, and it's like it has to be this way. It has to be this way, but times change. Yeah, are you people in, change. Are you investing in Blockbuster and riding it out when the signs are clearly saying you broke now? <laughs> That's right. That's my point. Though. <laughs> you broke now. How many people do that with relationships or jobs or you stay whatever? there so long that there's no hope? Like and you're in this you one just, position so long, now you get stuck in that position. It's like I. I waited too long. And then you write it down to zero. Now it's starting because you you spent so much time investing into what you thought you wanted that where you needed the true investments have become atrophy. And now but you if might you, not even be able to come back from that. Well, and I would I think you can always if you find yourself at that point. It's possible always, yes. Then you have to say, okay, I lost all that. Now what? Don't don't be emotionally attached to loss. Then then you've got to start reinvesting in different areas. Obviously, based off the knowledge you've learned. Based off the knowledge you've learned. If you rode Blockbuster to the ground, then learn from that. Get some more. The good thing about time is every day you get 24 more hours. Yeah. Basically what he's saying is Netflix ain't gonna always be there. There's that's, always gonna, there's gonna be something after that. That's right. I've heard business people say that. They say, yo, you know, when they said, uh, first they said TV was the devil. And then they said, uh, you know, regular telephones was the devil. And then they said pagers were the devil. And then now they're saying, like, you know, social media is the devil. There's always something else. There's always there's something. The first there was MySpace. Now there's Facebook. Like, and Facebook won't be always be the thing. There's going to be something else and something else. And just like in life, you've got to stay up with that and constantly be reassessing your situation. And that is it. That was good. That's going to wrap us for another episode of That L Word Podcast. Thank you for listening and uh, invest in you. Invest in some stars for us on the reviews, please. And invest in you. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that, I mean, I'm just, I'm kind of like, no, I get it. That one analogy uh, is big, man. And if you've learned something, like I've learned something from this episode, put it put it in the comments. Like, really tell us how you feel about what you've invested in and, and how you're going to, you see this information helping you move forward in a different direction. Absolutely. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. Have a good day. See you. Bye.